Well, praise God. I was really encouraged. Uh, <clears throat> actually, it was yesterday. I was having a FaceTime chat with Pastor Wynn and, uh, over in Wales, and he, uh, we were talking and going on, and then I, he asked me what I was preaching, and I told him what I was preaching. He starts laughing. And I said, what do you mean? What's, what's funny? And he says, Those are, you, you've got my scriptures. It's exactly the same thing I'm preaching, exactly the same thing the Lord laid on my heart about grace and about where we stand. And he said, I just, uh, where he, and I told him where I was headed with the message. He, said, he just started laughing. He's just rolling in his chair. and said, it's exactly what God's telling me and what we're preaching over here. So I, that blesses me to know that somebody you know, on the other side of the pond can still be healing, hearing the Holy Spirit and what God's trying to do. Amen. And so I want to share some more stuff with you tonight. So get your Bibles out and go to the book of Romans chapter 5. So what was really interesting is uh, I told Pastor Wynn, I said uh, that Monday, I believe it was, Laura and I were having coffee and talking, and, and I said uh, that this message is doing something in my heart. And it's doing something, because I don't, I don't preach to y'all something that, it, it, listen, he speaks it to me, and it gets real to me, and then I just share it with you. That's all I've ever done in life, is share the overflow. And, uh, and so I told her, I said, you know, it's really weird the way I, I'm feeling my spirit right now is that I feel like it was when I just got saved. Like something's fresh and new, and something's, so it's just exciting. It's, it's just, I just got saved. It's just God's about to do something. And, and I said, but yet, you know, I've. I mean, I, I feel like I'm almost at the end in looking at, you know, time. And so as, as, as Gwen and I were talking, all of a sudden he says to me, he said, you know, he said, I, I told Gwenda Monday, he said, I feel like I just got saved. And I said, really? And he said, uh, yeah. And he said, and God started talking to me and he said that, that when we got saved, I was here. And then I've been on this circle going around. And he said, I thought before God finished what he was saying to me, he was going to say, and now you're back to where you started. But he said, no, I've been developing you all these years, and now you're back to the very initial seed that got started in you, and now it's time for harvest. So I said, well, that's good. That's encouraging because I'm thinking like, you know, I'm about ready to be put out to pasture. And... Uh, <laughs> So I'm glad to know that it just took all these years to get started so that I, I mean, get formed in me so I can get started. But that's really the way I feel because I'm just having revelation after revelation in this. And I know that God's not giving it just to me. He wants all of us to walk in it in a new realm. And so it goes back to like, like I told Sunday about how I've been cutting all those wires for Joseph for his cameras. And I've just been cutting wires and cutting wires and not ever knowing what all the wires went to, and i just putting this terminal on here, and this and this, and this one's got to be four inches, this is got to be two and a half, this is got to be a 16 gauge, it's got to be 22, make up this box of wires, put them over there, but I never really dealt with the end product, until he told me the other day, I got to start doing them, and then I went over, and I started putting it in, there, and I was like, oh, that's why I put that ring terminal on this wire, because and, and, it goes over to here, and then that fits in there, and then it went up the little hole, and go, oh, okay, now I understand why it's got to be this gauge wire and this, you know, it, it, it all became, and that's what I felt like with my Christian walk. It's like all these years of assembling things and coming to understandings about everything, about healing and forgiveness and, and, and walking in faith and what is faith and, 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 and just learning. And I've just been gathering wires and all of a sudden now God's about to put it all into play for us. And I think that's all of us. 
It's not, it's not just me, it's all of us. And I think it's the next step of where God wants us to be in our relationship with him. And, and it has to do with understanding your position in Christ. And it's getting hold of this and getting it down rooted and firmly in your heart about that where you stand and you stand in grace. And you've got to get this down on, in, in your understanding. It can't be any more listening, like I talked about Sunday, standing on the, the chasm looking back over in to what the devil's saying, and because you've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness, you're now over in the kingdom of God, you're in the kingdom of grace, and you can't be standing back over there listening to the devil. But that's what we do. We get got, caught up on the edge. We can't even get back there. But we just get caught up in listening to what the devil's saying and listening to what the world, what's going on in the world. It's all the devil. But I'm saying, you know, we get caught up in all these things of worries and this and that and the others, and it gets us caught up. And we stand on the edge of the chasm that we can't even get back over to the other side because you got translated instead of turning and walking on to the light where God is. And so it says in Romans chapter 5, verse 1, it says, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith unto this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. It's grace and we stand. And so what's, what, what I've taught and preached and shared and heard and learned and read and all these things all these years, always talking about grace, that grace is God's willingness to use his power and his ability on your behalf. And that's true. That's a true statement. Okay? But what's happening to me in my mind and what the Holy Spirit's beginning to show me is that it, if you look at grace, and let me just say it like this, and y'all don't run off, okay? Just let, me hear, let me get to the end of the message. If we look at grace as a power coming towards us, we miss the point. The only reason why there's power coming towards us is because of the position in which we stand. Let me clarify that. <clears throat> God always wants to bless you. God always wants to pour his grace and his mercy out on you. He always wants to do that. Now, here's an example. You remember when the woman went up and touched the hem of Jesus' garment and she was healed? And Jesus said, who touched me? And everybody said, what do you mean you touched? Everybody's touching right here. And he said, no, no, no. I perceive that King James says virtue New King James and other translations use power, but I, received, I perceive that power went out of me. If you look up that word power, it's a deutimus, okay? It's, it means that there literally was something that was, it's, it's, it's the best description of the word is it's just like energy stored in a battery and it went out, okay? That's the best way to explain the word deutimus. It means there was, the, the power was already there, it was stored in the battery, and then all of a sudden, zip, it went out and made the light come on. And Jesus said, I perceive that that happened, okay? But grace is not that kind of power. you got to understand this. Grace is not deutimus. They're two different things. Deutimus is that power that was released from the energy source of Jesus that went into the woman and healed her. But we look at grace as, oh, God, I just need grace to get through this. Oh, God, give me grace to walk through this hard time I'm in. God, give me grace. It's like we're wanting him to give us a power. There y'all, y'all see y'all preaching it. I don't know who said that, but y'all already preaching that. You see? He's asking you to give us a power, like we're wanting it to come from the throne. We're wanting this wave of grace to come on us and do something to us. But grace is literally the place you're standing in the glory of God because the grace is that you can go to the throne. 
The grace is, is that you are in this place that you don't belong, except by the blood of Jesus. Grace is this position, this place to walk into the throne of God Almighty who creator, created the heavens and the earth and all that, and that hung all the stars and knows all their name, and that you can walk in there and say, hey, Daddy, I need some help. That's grace. Well, of course, there's power released to you because you're talking to God Almighty. Are you with me? Yes, there's power released to you because you're, you're there in his presence, but the grace is the place where you stand. You got to get this in, down in, from out of your head and into your heart that you're standing in grace. You're standing in grace because of the profession of your mouth in believing that Jesus was a, is the son of God and he came into your life and he washed you of your sins and now you're standing. You've been, what does it say? You got justified by faith, the profession of your mouth, made you right with God, justified you, brought you under the blood. So now you have peace with God through whom we have access by faith under this grace. What's going to happen to you is y'all are going to get ignited in your faith that you're standing in grace before the throne of God and then look out. All of us get attacked by the enemy. All of us, the voice of the enemy comes from across the chasm, from, from the place where we got translated out of, comes across and tries to whisper in your ear, tries to talk to you. This, this week I had a, I, I, I'm getting, you know, I recognize the voice of the enemy quickly, and I just stood up in my living room, and I just lifted my hands, and I said, God, I thank you that I'm standing in grace. Grace is where I stand. I don't listen to this fool across the other side of the chasm. I'm listening to you. I stand in grace, and God, I think you're going to make everything work out, Lord, because I'm standing in grace. And I started saying that out of my mouth, and the more I said it, the more I got tickled because I got this imagery of, like, there he is yakking at me, you know, the enemy's yakking at me, and I'm not even paying him any attention. He's just snarling or doing whatever he can, doing backflips over there to try to get me to look, and I'm standing over there saying, God, I think I'm in grace, you know, and I begin to like, like, I, I'm just, I'm just imagining this. This is no vision from heaven. I just am praying this through, and I'm just like seeing myself just getting closer than the lights getting brighter, you know, it's just overcoming me, and I'm just standing in front of the and say, oh, God, I think you got it all worked out, whatever it is. Praise God. And then it's just like, he just finally just walked away. There was no place for him to be because I'm just standing over here excited that I'm in grace, and then I wouldn't listen to him. And so later on uh, that day, something happened that corrected everything that the enemy was trying to do without, and I never prayed about it. I did not pray about it. I mean, I didn't go, I wasn't standing there in grace saying, God, I thank you right now in the name of Jesus, you're going to do this and that and the other, la, 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 la. I didn't, there was no prayer to it. I was just praising him that I was standing in grace. And then, then, it, and then it took a couple of hours, and the situation got fixed. And I was just like, what? You know, and so it's just like, we've got to grab hold of this revelation of where we're standing, a position of where we're standing in grace. Quit listening to that fool on the other side of the river, okay? Now go to 1 Corinthians 16, 1 Corinthians 16, 13. Because I got some more scriptures here I want to share a little different light on. <clears throat> 1 Corinthians 16, 13. Now, thinking of this position, you're on the other side of the chasm. You're over there on the other side, standing in grace. And 1 Corinthians 16, 13 says, Watch, stand fast in the faith. Be brave, be strong. Let all that you do be done with love. 
Watch, stand fast in the faith, be brave, be strong. Let all you do be done in love. So now he's saying, okay, wait a minute. You think Paul didn't know that people were going to listen to the voice of the enemy? That they could get sidetracked and off over there? Listening to the voice of the bad reports and everything else? And so he says, look, where you're, watch, watch, what's going on? Watch. And stand fast in the faith. Where are you standing fast in the faith in? In the grace that you're in. You see, folks, once you have made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life and your sins are washed away and you're standing in grace, the enemy knows he's lost. All he can do now is try to distract you from walking in the blessings and the promises that God has for you. All he can get you to do, keep that imagery, is come over there and stand on the edge of the cliff, looking back over to the other side, listening to the fool's voice. That's all he can do, is just get you to say, I guess you're right. Instead of standing in grace and walking towards the light, saying, Lord, I just thank you, I'm in grace. Walking towards the light, man, you're with me. You got it all covered. Thank you, Lord, you're taking care of everything. And as you're walking towards the light, the grace of God's is coming upon you, just knocking stuff off of you. Things are changing, glory's happening. And you're just, you're, just, you're just so crazy to believe that you can just walk in to the light. Sickness just got to fall off of you. Poverty's got to go. Worries and concerns have got to go. You just get closer to the light, and it's got no place. Let me give you another scripture here. 1 Corinthians 10, 12. 1 Corinthians 10, 12. Therefore, take, therefore let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. Where is he standing? See, it's like this to me. When I get on something like this and the Holy Ghost starts illuminating something to me, I'm standing in grace, and I start, all these scriptures start coming back to me that I've read before about standing. Take heed, lest you fall. Watch. Right? And he's like, you're standing in grace, and the things he's standing, take heed so you don't fall. So then you can, you don't fall from grace, you just fall in grace. You just don't move forward. You go back over to the edge and start looking. And see what the enemies try to convince the church I'm not talking about this church, I'm talking about the, the, the church, you know, universal, is that you're going from salvation to, you're going back to losing your salvation and back and back and back and back and back. You know, you're not saved and then you're saved and you're not saved and you're saved and then you're saved and you're saved. Well, you're, and so that's, that's not what's happening. What's happening is, is he stops your forward progress. Take heed lest you fall. You're not moving forward in the things of God. The light's not coming on you. Nothing's changing. You're not getting people saved. You're not telling anybody good news about Jesus. You're not, you're not, you're not bubbling over and flowing out and going out and, and, and good things are happening. And everywhere you're going, you're seeing promises answered and you're seeing helping people and whatever because you stop. And he says, let him who thinks he stand take heed lest he fall. No temptation is overtaking you except it's common to man. So what's causing him to fall? A temptation. Where's the temptation coming from? James says there ain't no temptation coming from God. So the temptation's coming from what's li- what the voice is across the, the creek, right? Across the chasm, the place you got transferred out of. It's coming from over there. That's trying to say, that's not really right. You're, you can't really do that. You, who do you think you are to go to God? You know, God knows what you do. If you go to God, you're going to get fried. 
God doesn't love you. He's going to hit you in the head of the baseball bat. You can't go talk to God. God's busy with people that are really important. And you're an idiot. Don't. He's just got all these things going in your head all the time. So let me just say this. Ooh. What? See, we look at that. No temptation is overtaking you except this common man. Oh, God, I just really want to go rob a bank today. I just really, ooh, I just think I'm just going to go out and, you know, do something. What if the temptation is just not to believe in who you are? What if the temptation is just that, that, that's common to man? See, I find a lot of times that as Christians, the temptations, the things that tempt us, they're not the same temptations that we're, we were tempted with in the, when we didn't know Jesus. The temptations that tempt us now are the temptations to not be who we are, to not walk as we want to, we know we should walk. It's the wrestle with, with loving your enemies. It's the wrestle with forgiving. It's the wrestle with, you know, it's not, it's not, because I'll tell you, I, I don't want to go back to the world. You know, I don't want to go back to the world. There's nothing, they had nothing for me. I don't want to go back to the world. But I do want to punch a person every now and then. But that's not going back to the world. That's just being tempted, not dealing with the things and trusting God that I'm, and I'm standing in the light, seeing what's going on and praying like I should and speaking like I should. It's just not keeping my fellowship as close to him as I should so that I don't have the temptation because I just, you know, be gone, long one. If any of y'all watch the right movies, you'd know what that is. Got to have kids, though. Uh, are y'all with me? You just simply just say, get, get out of here. I don't, I don't want your selling. You know, it's like the, you're getting ready to go into a great restaurant, and there's a guy outside selling peanut butter sandwiches. And he's trying to convince you to buy a peanut butter sandwich when you're about to go into a great restaurant. You need a big old fat juicy steak. Right? It's not a temptation. He says, no, thank you. I'm not going you know, to eat a peanut butter sandwich before we go in there. Although there's nothing wrong with a peanut butter sandwich, but still. But it says, God is faithful and will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able, but with the temptation will also make a way of escape for you that you may be able to bear it. He's not talking about, oh, this sickness has come upon me and I said to bear it. What he's talking about is God saying, look, no, I'm not going to let you be overcome this temptation. Get up. I, I, get up. I'm not going to give up on you. I haven't given up on you. Get up and keep walking. Come on. Come on towards me. Come on. Let's go. Get in the light because then it's going to go away. Let me give you another scripture. Go to Ephesians 6, Ephesians 6.10. Ephesians 6.10. <clears throat> Finally, my brethren, this is where we're talking about the armor of God. But let's look at this scripture in, in this light that we're looking at right now. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Huh. And see, we get to thinking like, you got to understand this. We're thinking like we're all, how do I say this? Yes, we're in the world, earth. We're on earth together. And yes, the enemy is on earth with us. But the reality of it by the Spirit, we're not in the same realms. Because we got translated from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of the sun, so we're not really in the same realms. So then how can you be fighting a battle in the spirit with somebody who's not in the realm with you. 
So he says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. They're wiles. They're tricks. They're schemes. You see, we're not walking through a, a dense jungle and may be attacked by pygmies any minute. And you can't see them. No, we're walking and standing in grace and the light and the glory of God's there. And we're walking out our lives until we get to that glory. And when you're really at the end of that glory and that glory is so great and it consumes you, I think that's when you just step across the other side. But our whole journey in life is in this journey called grace. In truly a big open field, clear of debris that we're walking in. But how many of y'all know? Do you know that, that there's this great rise in accidents because people are looking at their cell phones and run into posts and fall off and get in the street and get run over because they're all walking along looking at it? What's happening? They're distracted. Why do we not drive and text? Because you're a distracted driver, right? Well, listening to the schemes and the wiles of the enemy while trying to walk towards the light causes you to trip and fall. And the only reason why you tripped and fell was because you were distracted by the schemes and the wiles of the enemy. For we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, against principalities, and against powers, against the rulers of darkness in this light, against the spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be, that, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore. We're standing in grace. Having our, our gird our waist with truth and having put on the blessed of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, take the shield of faith in which you were able to quench all the fiery darts of the enemy. So he's shooting darts. He's lobbing words and things over to you. But it's across the chasm because we got transferred. We're out of his realm. He doesn't have any dominion over us. It'd be just like, like, some federales showing up at your house and saying you've broken Mexican law, and you're like, what are you talking about? I live in the United States. I hadn't even been to Mexico. You don't have any rights and you don't have any privilege. You can't come into my house. What are you talking about? I'm not, I never went. French Foreign Legion shows up. He said, boy, you came to the wrong place. Right? It doesn't make any difference because they don't have any authority. I'm not in France. You with me? Hear what I'm saying? This is so good. It's like, it's, 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 this is just like, so the enemy shows up at your house. He ain't got no authority over you. I'm in grace. It's like, you can't put sickness on me. You can't make me feel guilty. God forgave me. Well, last night, I know I feel guilty for what I did last night. Get in the light. Repent. Get the grace on you. Dear Lord, why are you going to let the devil talk you into that? Right? I mean, if it, it, it would be crazy. It would be crazy. Becky calls me and says, hey, Pastor, you need to help Scott. You know, he's been arrested by Mexican authorities. I said, oh, my gosh, what do you do? Do you go across the border? And we don't... No, 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 we're at the house. I said, what do you mean? It can't be. It can't be. Well, I, that's what I said, too, but I don't know. They're, they're really acting like they're, they're in charge. There's not a bit of difference calling me up and saying, Pastor, uh, the, uh, you know, Sickness is attacking my body. Only thing that's happened is the enemy has convinced us that he has a right to attack our body. So if that's too heavy for you, because we're going to get into this, I'm going to tear into this, baby. But if that's too heavy for you tonight, let's back it up. Oh, well, you feel guilty. 
So he's attacking you about your, your, your ways. Well, then repent. And then you don't have any authority. If you understand where your position is and where you stand, the enemy has no authority to come in and do anything unless you've succumbed to his schemes and his wiles. And he's talked you out of it. Now, see, there's some things that just, like, I, I go along with, and I don't agree. Went to the rodeo last night, and, and I was informed that you can't have a pocket knife in the rodeo anymore. And I'm like, pocket knife? Just can't have, no, you can't have any pocket knife in the rodeo. And I'm like, this is not right. This is Texas, and it's a rodeo, and I can't have a pocket knife. This just doesn't seem possible. And I was not very happy. Matter of fact, I buzzed, the buzzer buzzed for the guy to wand me, but he got distracted, and I just walked around him and left. And I felt so good doing it. Isn't that terrible? My wife's over there saying, Robert, you say things like that. I did. You should have paid better attention. The only thing that would have made me happier is if I got through there with my pocket knife and got around, but I didn't. No, I put it up. But what I'm saying to you is that those are things that are happening and changing in our times which make us change. But I want to tell you something. When the devil has no place in my life, I'm not going to give him any place. I'm not going to allow him to come in and set up court and discuss with me about why he thinks that he needs to persecute me or torment me or make me feel guilty or make me be sick or make me whatever. When I read my Bible, and it says I'm standing in grace and the armor that I'm putting on is to defend myself against you and your lies. That's who I'm fighting. And listen, how can, you, how can you be defeated by principality or power that doesn't have any right to be there? And my defender, my, my armed force is God Almighty. How can I lose that battle? The only way I can lose the battle is if I succumb to the wiles, succumb to the temptation, stop, give up, Go back to the edge of the chasm. Start listening to the enemy. Don't progress forward. Don't stand in grace. That's the only way I can be defeated. And even at that, I'm not really defeated. I just am not making forward progress. You follow what I'm saying? I'm not really defeated because defeated to mean I have to go back completely to give up my salvation. It's just that he's got me hoodwinked, and I'm listening to the lies. See, we got to be so attuned with our ears to the wiles of the enemy of what he's coming in and lying to us and what he's saying and how he's trying to twist things around because he's a master at it. He is a master of lies. And when his wiles come in, we have to be sharp to hear it and say, no, I'm standing in grace. I'm forgiven. I'm washing the blood of Jesus. I'm standing. And he said, well, why is all this happening to me? I'm standing in grace. I'm just going to keep moving towards the light. It's going to get better. It can't not get better. It has to change, or my Bible's not true. And my Bible's true, and my God is real. And I don't care what the enemy paints for me, I'm still going to move towards the light because I know the closer I get with him and the more fellowship I have with him, and as long as I stay in the light, and that's the, my heart's desire, that God's going to make everything else work out. And I just got to keep moving that direction and not listen to his lies. And see, what we want to do is the devil gets us to the point to where, and I, I, and I want to address this in other messages, but what happens to us in life is we don't understand how things, why things have worked like things have worked or how things have worked like this or why this happened or that happened, and we sit around and we debate it. 
And we dissect it and we try to cut it up and say, no, why did this do this and this did this and this happened and this and this, this did, went this way? Why didn't God do this and this? God could have done this and all like this and this and this and this and this and blah, blah, blah. And the devil loves that. Because once he does it, all he's got to do is keep throwing you a little more forensic information. Huh? And then you're just, oh, what about, you know, I'll tell you something. It's a dangerous thing to go on the internet and try to diagnose something that you may think is wrong with you. I mean, you're dead before you get to the second page, right? And you're sure you've got the, the most deadliest thing in the world. Have you ever researched something that's wrong with you, and you just, you know, you looked at it, and, then, and it just came up and said, no big deal, you're okay, just take an extra vitamin C tablet. Oh, no, you know, never. You're not going to see anything like that. And you just don't know. You literally just don't know. And so... The point is, I'm not going to go sit and diagnose it. I just know that grace means all that God has in his kingdom is headed towards me. It's all mine. And I'm heading towards all it. And as long as I keep doing that, it's all going to work out somehow. I don't know how. It's all going to work out. I'm just going to get, I'm just going to keep going towards the light. I'm just going to keep going towards the throne, keep going towards him. Keep putting one foot in front of the other. Keep being consistent. Consistent. Keep being faithful, right? Just don't quit. Don't listen to the wiles of the devil. Keep going towards the light, and I'm going to make it. And everything's going to be okay, and God's power is directed towards me, and he's doing things that I don't even understand. Because I don't know about y'all, but if you're like me, I would have figured, I would have probably arranged my life differently. You know, if I was God. could just the power and make things change. I probably It would have been different. Would it have been right? I don't know. I don't imagine so if I was in charge. I was reading the chapter today in my daily reading about the Samaritan village that didn't receive Jesus and the disciples from says, hey, you want us to call fire down from heaven and burn them all up? I'm just thinking, man, here's these guys. I mean, that is so opposite the ministry of Jesus. I mean, nowhere was Jesus ever talking about Smoke in a city. And these guys that go up there and just say to him, you want us to call fire down from heaven? We're Moses, you know, just like Elijah did, we'll call fire down on the whole town. So they must have thought they could have. That's what hit me about it. They must have felt like that they had the power to do that. And I'm sure Jesus said, I'm glad you guys can't. I'm so glad y'all don't have the trigger on that miracle. You do not know the launch code for that miracle. Because <laughs> you guys, we're not about burning a city up. He says, man, you do not know what spirit you're of. So isn't it funny Then I began to think about it in, in light of this message? I began to think about it. So somewhere along the line, the devil whispered in their ear. He whispered in their ear. Elijah was a great man. He called down fire from heaven. Y'all can call fire down from heaven. If Elijah called fire down from heaven, y'all can call fire down from heaven. Now, these are the guys that are walking with Jesus, seeing blind eyes open, lepers healed. And the enemy got them into saying, let's call fire down from heaven and kill everybody. So you think you're not able to be scammed? If y'all notice, that's another thing. This is maybe getting off subject here. But you notice how scammers are getting better at their emails they send in 
Used to it was I'm, I'm a Nigerian prince and I can't seem to get this, you know, hundred million dollars into the deal, but I'd like to use your account. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, just happened to pick me out randomly. Now it's really you really gotta watch it. It's 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 really looks good. It looks you know, like it really is the certain bank or a certain whatever, you know, they've, they've done it. So if that's what's happening, you don't think the wiles of the enemy aren't getting a little sharper to get us tripped up, to get us to, to fall, to make mistakes? So all I know, folks, to tell you is the last scripture I'll give you is 2 Corinthians 9, 8. Is we've got to put on the armor of God so we can keep standing in the grace of God. And 2 Corinthians 9 and 8 is this. Now God's able. Aren't y'all glad God's able to make all grace abound towards you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things may have abundance for every good work. So think about this. God is able to make all grace abound towards you. Now think about this, and we're, we're talking about standing. If God's able to make all grace abound towards you, and you're choosing to stand in grace by faith, he's able to make all grace abound towards you, then where is that place? It's a place of all sufficiency, right? And all things. It's sufficiency and an abundance. So in this place of grace where we're fighting to stand, to keep from getting sidetracked from the wiles of the enemy throwing things at us, is a place of all sufficiency and abundance. I think it's worth fighting for. I think it's worth fighting for to run the enemy out of our heads, out of our lives, out of the things going on, and stand in grace. But what I really, really, really believe is going to happen through this whole series of messages is I believe we're going to grab hold of where we're, our position is in Christ, okay? And you're going to start seeing God doing things like I was talking about earlier. When I'm just sitting there worshiping him, saying, God, I just think I'm in grace, I'm in grace, I'm in grace. Thank you, Lord, I'm in grace. And then God just does it. And then you're just like, wow. Huh. Why was I worried? And you just keep on going on in grace and grace and grace, and all of a sudden, wow, because grace is a good place. It's a place of all sufficiency in all things and abounding. All sufficiency, all things, and abounding. Those are all good words. That's the place of grace you're to be living in. Not a place of lack, desperation, sickness, whatever. It's not the place. It's that place. Sufficiency, abundance, abounding. Good things. Amen? So I don't know about y'all, but I want to live in this grace. I want to keep standing in grace and use your armor to continue to stand there. Don't listen to the devil. He's a liar. He already lost his place. And he's headed to hell. Go read the end of the book. You know what's going to happen. Amen? Amen. Well, praise God. How's the plan been this week? Yeah, I'm shocked. The, the Facebook this week in 48 hours went to 1,600 hits. Just going nuts. I'm like, Lord of God, people making all kinds of comments. We just love your message. Never heard of these people before in my entire life. And I'm just like, praise God. It's just, and that's what's got to take place. Word of mouth. Just let the Holy Ghost do it. Amen? Well, if you need an offer envelope... Bill get you one. Anything going on Sunday? Church, Jesus, glory, preaching. 
We don't have dinner on the grounds, though, do we? Okay, March is dinner on the grounds. Praise God. Well, put your hand on your offer and let me pray. Father, I just thank you right now in Jesus' name. Hey, Lord, your goodness and your glory is over all of us. And Lord, you said in this place of grace we stand, it's abounding in abundance. So I declare that over the, over the church tonight. I declare they're abounding in abundance of their finances. They're, just everything that they put their hands to prospers. I declare they are so blessed, Lord God, because of walking in your grace. It changes their whole life, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Hello, this is Robert Richards, and you're listening to The Waterhole, our weekly broadcast, which is now available on iTunes and all major podcast platforms. You can also watch the weekly video broadcast on our YouTube channel. Link's in the description. I pray this has been a blessing to you, and if you've enjoyed this message, please share this with a friend. God bless you, and remember, no matter where you are and what you've done, Jesus loves you.